Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday, January the 13th, 2022. It is currently 544. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I, I just, I got to stop. I got to stop. I, 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 I was getting ready to say the day. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday. And and I'll, I almost stopped myself. Even I, you know, you know how I wanted to start this episode. I really wanted to start saying meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. That's literally how I wanted to start this because I know the reality of what I'm about to do is going to basically be meaningless. I'm about to engage in an exercise of complete and utter futility that when actually it won't be futile in this sense. I'm going to lose subscribers. I'm going to lose listeners. So really I'm engaging in an exercise of stupidity more than anything else. I, I really, I'm really about, I, I, I know better. I know, but don't do that. Okay. That ends this broadcast. I'm just going to go ahead and hit stop. Now you, you see the title, you know, that I, that I should not do this. You know, that I shouldn't do it. I know that I shouldn't do it. Everyone knows that I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do what I shouldn't do. Anyway, so so let me at least at least I can have a professional intro, right? So so let me at least have a professional intro. If I can't accomplish anything else, if everything else I do here is going to be vanity of vanities, let me at least try to not have a meaningless intro. Are you ready? So let's do this. I've got this. This is worth. This is everything. This is the entire episode right here. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday, January the 13th, 2022. It is currently 545 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the headquarters of the Theology Central podcast. And the headquarters of this podcast is located in the middle of nowhere, Texas, because I am foolish enough to turn on the microphone and talk about things that makes Christians mad at me, okay? That's what I have. I I have a tendency to talk about things that make people in the church mad at me because I think that we have to talk about our garbage before we go around pointing out everyone else's garbage because we have enough garbage of our own to deal with. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to deal a lot here with inconsistency, hypocrisy, and insanity. (laughs) That's what we're going to, we're going to be dealing with inconsistency, hypocrisy, and just complete, utter insanity, because we're going to be talking about music. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. That's the thing you can't talk about amongst Christians, right? Especially if you're going to talk about secular music. Oh, he said the S word. He said, okay, now, now if I say the S word, secular music, as long as I come out here and condemn it, condemn that secular music, condemn it to the 18th level of hell. If there are 18 levels, if I do that, then everyone's happy with me. But if I, if I possibly say that Christians can listen to it, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Here's what we're going to do. All right, I, yeah, I'm having a little bit of fun, but there's a but there's a lot of seriousness behind the fun I'm trying to have because I have endured some absolutely insane situations related to music. I became a Christian in the 1980s. Before I became a Christian, right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas, where I'm currently, I'm, I'm, here, I'm in Ovalo, Texas. You can look it up in a map. You can look at all the small towns around Ovalo, Texas. But in this area, during the 1980s, there was a lot of things going on in the 1980s, if you don't remember, about music. But let me just try to tell you what was happening within the Christian world. There was a couple of things developing. The contemporary Christian music world was really starting to take form and really take off. But many in the church was having a hard time with it. I'll never forget. I was in a church and there was a person. He had like a kind of one of those like whiteboards, but it wasn't like the board itself. It was like a, I don't know what you call it. It had paper and then you could tear each sheet of paper and write on it. Okay. So it was like this little white 
thing that was standing there with paper and he had written down on the paper all, all the lyrics of a song, right? So he had it there and then he played this song, very contemporary sounding. I didn't think it was very good, but we'll, we'll get into that whole thing. And he was like, this is what they're calling contemporary Christian music. And we should be on the lookout for this. This is not acceptable. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And I wasn't even a Christian at the time. I didn't really understand what was going on. To be honest with you, I was actually sitting in the back of the church with a Walkman on. I think I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne or something else. I wasn't really interested in the sermon or anything else going on in the church. But yeah, so, but I did take the headphones off to hear, <laughs> to hear that because they were like something about music. And I was like, wait, so now that music is wrong. So what music is right here? I don't know. Is any music right here? So, so that, so that was going on. You had the kind of the, the beginning and the rise of the contemporary Christian music world was really taking shape and it was controversial. I mean, if you, if you remember the, the Christian rock band Petra received recognition from the Grammys before they received recognition in many cases from the, uh, from those within the Christian music world because they were viewed as controversial and scandalous and, and ungodly and the devil's music. And it was just a crazy time, even with Christian music inside the church in the 80s, which then turned into the worship wars of the 1990s, right? So I was there watching all this before I was saved. Another thing that was going on, churches all over the place were having what they called like a a rock and roll conference, right? And so you would come to church, right? They'd have the lights turned down and then they would be playing clips of music and showing the artwork of the albums to tell the parents that this is demonic, that they are coming for your young people. They're going to, they're going to deceive them and they're going to be brought in by Satan. And you would hear stories like someone was listening to ACDC at midnight and demons came out of their speakers. And then, then they started playing the music backwards and there were secret messages in the music, worship Satan, smoke marijuana, whatever the case may be. We could go through all the songs. Another one bites the us by Queen, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. It was just a crazy time. It was just insane. So they were screaming about secular music. They were screaming about contemporary Christian music. And as a young person caught up in all of that, you were like, what is going on? It was a crazy time. And I went to all of these like one night rock conferences just because I, I I found it humorous because the pastors are up there talking about music clearly. They didn't even understand how to interpret lyrics. They were just making, to me, they were making a spectacle of themselves. They were be, being foolish, but they were, it was like, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die. Run for your lives. Don't listen to another one bites the dust. Don't listen to ACDC. Don't listen to Twisted Sister. Don't listen to Motley Crue. Don't listen to Judas Priest. Don't listen to Iron Maiden. I, can, I just can name off band after band after band. It was nuts. It was like a war was being declared on music. And that's how I felt, right? I, because, and this is very important for you to understand because I'm trying to give full transparency here as we get into this discussion. All right, just stay with me. From the top, I mean, I was young. I, I don't even remember, I, I, I cannot remember a time in my life where I was not sitting in front of a stereo system playing records. I can't. I mean, there are pictures of me like, even before kindergarten, in kindergarten, sitting in front of a stereo system, and you can see all the LPs, and I was taught how to, you know, properly hold the LP, clean, how to clean the stylus of the of the turntable. How, I, just, that was my life. Music, music, music. I would sit there, play music, pretend to be a DJ. Um, I kept track of the mu music charts. Uh, my mom even got me a subscription to Billboard magazine, which was like a $500 subscription back then that was basically it was a it was for radio stations but I wanted to keep up with everything it was music 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 other kids would be outside playing I'm listening to music other kids would be outside playing I can't go I can't go why the top 40 countdown I can't I can't go now I, I gotta hear what number one's going to be and I mean it was music 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 I love other people had friends my friends was my music other people cared about uh, I, I cared about music so when I say that I'm a music fan, it's not what it's everyone's like, well, I love music to give. It's not. No, 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 no. It's not the same thing. Those records, those LPs, that music, they were my friends. That was my, truly my friends were my music, not people. I, I didn't. People were garbage, in my opinion. Music was my friends. I could trust my music. And I lived and breathed in every song and every lyric. 
It was it was so important to me. Went to concert after con- I can't even tell you how many concerts. My mom was really cool. It was a concert day. I didn't have to go to school. She would drop me off there in front of the Coliseum around noon because it was general admission. I'd sit there for, you know, seven hours before I could get into the Coliseum. I went, I was, I mean, I went to my first, in kindergarten, I went to my first concert and that was Kiss. I think my second concert was Black Sabbath. I was, I I probably had gone to 40 concerts by the time I was in third grade. Okay. I was going to anything and everything. So music, 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 music. I love music. So when all of this kind of exploded in the eighties with, you know, Christianity, like declaring war on me. Now I'm not saying that it, it, let me make it clear. I'm not saying that there that were, there was war declared on music going all the way back to Elvis in the 50s, but I, I wasn't alive for any of that. And the screaming about the Beatles was going to be the end of the world. I understand that from a historical perspective. I'm saying from my own personal experience, it was the 80s. It was just like this explosion, backward masking, you know, evil heavy metal, demons. It was it was like the end of the world in some cases, the way they acted. So I I made it through all of that and ended up becoming a Christian. <laughs> and I did not realize that something was getting ready to come into conflict. I should have realized it because of all of what I witnessed in the church. But I, for my mind, I was a Christian now. I didn't think about it. And I should have realized that, uh-oh, I'm in trouble because I still love music. So I was told almost outright, wait a minute, you can't be listening to this. It's evil. Now, I, I, there's some stories I'm going to get into later. I, I'm, I'm going to stop my stories right there. So I become a Christian, and I'm immediately told, basically, secular music is absolutely forbidden. I was also told dancing. I mean, watch Footloose. That's a very much what was happening in many small towns in Texas. They literally had these city ordinances against dancing because dancing was was going to get you in all kinds of trouble sexually. And it was like this crazy time. So, and I love to dance. Oh, don't even get me started. Put me in a club, turn on music. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm at home. I, that's where, oh man, that's, there's, I could talk forever about that, but I was told that no, basically secular, secular music is no dancing needs to stop. And I'm like, Whoa. Okay. Now, I, my feelings was, okay, I'm a Christian. All right. If this is what it means to be a Christian, then I'm going to sacrifice. So I remember burning records because I was told I needed to burn them. I remember trying to go along. I I went along with it as much as possible, but little by little things begin to unravel and they begin to unravel because of inconsistency, hypocrisy, and insanity. Keep those three in mind. Now, I'm mentioning all of this because I don't even know what day it was. In fact, there may be there may be another podcast to this. I saw I got like two notifications on the Edify Christian podcast app. Something about is it okay for Christians to listen to secular music? Now, first of all, it caught me off guard. I'm like, it's 2022. Is that really even a debate in 2022? Maybe it still is. I had to go through the insanity of the 80s craziness in the 1990s. Oh man, I ended up in, I ended up in two churches and music. It was insane. What was going on with the way parents were acting about music. It was nuts. It was, it, it was crazy. Okay. So I'm like, it's 2022. Have we moved on past all of that? But maybe we have, maybe we haven't. I don't know what this is going to say. I looked, it's only two minutes and 14 seconds long. So they really don't care to go into too much depth about it. But I thought we would at least listen to what they have to say. And then I'm going to just throw out some principles that's going to tick off probably Christians. All Christians are about to get mad at me. All right. But I'm just going to challenge the inconsistency, the hypocrisy, and the utter insanity of it all. I, I really, I, I, I am. And, and you, can, you can tell me what you think. All right. And if you have any questions, the chat, live chat is open. Feel free to ask. And if you're not listening to this live, email me anytime. Newsif at yahoo.com. I got no problem having some discussions about this issue. You won't like what I have to, I'm not, put it this way. I'm not here to have any debate with you. If you want to debate it, I'm just going to tell you, I am not wasting one second to debate music with anybody because it's a waste of time. I already feel like even discussing it right now is vanity of vanities because it just goes nowhere. It's just, 
it just everyone loses their minds. It's like, I, I don't even understand. It, it's like, it's craziness. And especially when you hear, I mean, some of you have heard the stories of what happened to me, but the one story to this day, it, it's hard for me to even remember. It's, from, it's hard for me to even believe that it happened and it didn't happen very many miles from where I'm currently sitting. That it actually happened. Like when I tell the story, people think I'm making it up, but it actually happened. And when I tell the story here in a minute, you'll see. The, that's the insanity part. And then the inconsistency and the hypocrisy, oh man alive, do I have stories to tell about that, okay? But here we go. Let's listen to this. I don't even, it's from like Christianity.com. I don't even know how I came across this. I don't know. It's one of those unfortunate things that it was brought to my attention, okay? I almost wish that it wasn't. But here we go. Is it okay for Christians to listen to secular music? I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty basic 2022 kind of answer, not 1980, 1990, 1950s answer. I believe it's going to probably be a pretty, I think it's going to be, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Let, let, let me just do this. Let me shut up and let's listen. Here we go. I think when people start thinking about Christian music all right, that volume is way too low. We're going to boost that up. We're going to go back here. Here we go. Let's try that again. I think when people start thinking about Christian music versus secular music and even those categories, sometimes those can't be, sometimes those aren't really helpful categories to think of. Um, because only a person can be a Christian. A thing can't be a, a Christian. A thing doesn't have a soul uh, that can be saved by Christ. Only a person can. And so that's something that we need to, to think of. Um, I would like Christians to be able to engage in, quote-unquote, secular art, be able to um, be discerning in that. That's not a overall rule that everyone should engage in secular art or to what extent. And certainly you know, young people who are still under their parents' care need to obey their parents. That's pretty clear in the Bible. And if their parents feel like they're not ready for certain types of art, then that is definitely the priority because God has placed them in authority over them. Um, that said, as we grow and as we're adults who should be discerning, we should be prayerful in how we engage in the arts. And for me, a, a big breakthrough was understanding, and this may seem very basic to some people, but um, in my understanding, I began to see, okay, I shouldn't expect someone who's not a Christian to be creating art from a Christian worldview. So how can I take in um, secular art and enjoy it while still, I guess, guarding against being, taking it wholesale, you know, taking it as just this is the truth, but actually be discerning. And I think Christians are called to be discerning and to trust in God for the wisdom for that discernment. I think it's a lot easier for us as Christians to just create rules, rules that are kind of extra biblical, that are not in the Bible, as to what we should or shouldn't do. When really the, the harder thing, but I think the thing that we're called to, is to actually trust God for wisdom in all areas of life. And that includes what art that we engage in. Okay. Sometimes I listen to podcasts. I'm like, what was even the point of that? Was that an answer? I don't even know if that was an answer. I, what was it? I, 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 it? It's like, okay, if you're young, obey your parents. Now for the rest, well, you know, be discerning and pray. I, I, what, do you, what is that? How does that work? Right? Okay, Lord, Lord, should I watch this movie? Does God tell you what movies to watch? Is that, is that another extra biblical revelation thing going down that I'm not aware of? Okay, well, obviously I reject that outright. Doesn't work that way. And again, don't get, if you're a charismatic, don't sit here and say, no, God speaks to me outside of the Bible. Because I've watched when I, I, at one point, one of my jobs was for Pearson testing centers, right? So I would, I would, I would be there to monitor 
uh, test given to people uh, testing for their nursing test or all kinds of different tests. And I, so many times I would see Christians come in, right? And they would be, they would, they would get there for their test and everything was monitored, you know, it, because you got to make sure the tests are, are proctored correctly, right? So you would sit there watching them take their test. And in many cases they would start and they would either pray or they would write like Philippians 4.13 or something on the test and they would pray. And then many, look, they prayed and they prayed and they prayed, but guess what? God wasn't giving them answers because in many cases they failed and they failed and they failed. God doesn't give you answers that way, all right? So it's just, I, I, I guarantee you in every charismatic seminary where they claim that God is speaking to them, guess what? People fail their test because they didn't study. <laughs> Even when you're taking a test on the Bible, God doesn't magically go, here's your answer. The answer is Exodus chapter two or the, or the Hebrew word is, it doesn't work that way, okay? So so I don't know what praying about, what, what art should I participate in? And God's gonna say, you can only watch this. You can only listen to this. It, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. All right. So we have to think this through. Now, a couple of things. I do appreciate that they called it, they talked about secular art, not just music. So they didn't really answer the question yet, but let, let's just think this through. All right. I'm going to, this is going to be the principle number one. Whatever rule you dist- decide to establish in regards to music, it must be a rule that is consistent with the other forms of art you do participate or watch or whatever you do with. Let, let, me, let me try to say that. In other words, there needs to be consistency in your rule because I watched this happen over and over. And my very first encounter, my very first encounter, okay, so I'm told you can't listen to secular music anymore. And, they, and the one example they gave is I was really into the new Bruce Springsteen album his follow-up album from Born in the USA. I think it was Tunnel of Love was the name of the album. I Very excited for it. Okay, but on one of the songs, he used a cuss word. It starts with a D. Sometimes it's used to hold back water. Okay, right. So I, I was like, I can't listen. Okay, so it's got a cuss word. Can't listen to it. Oh, and it's secular. Okay, okay, all right. So I'm like, all right, I can't listen to it. Then I, I go to the pastor's house one afternoon. I walk in. Television's on. They're watching a movie. I think it was on, uh, maybe it was a VCR tape because, you know, the 80s. Okay, remember, remember back, the, back in the day? And they're watching a VCR tape. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. And my mind is running a million miles a second. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's a secular movie. That's not a Christian movie. Right? Like, why do they even have a TV? Are there even, I didn't even know if Christian movies existed at the time. I'm like, well, that's not Christian. That's not a sermon. It's not Bible study. It's a movie. And then, whoa, I heard a cuss word. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I had to burn Bruce Springsteen because it's secular and has a cuss word, but you can watch a movie that's secular and has a cuss word. And I'm like looking around going, you people are out of your stinking minds. Okay, what are you talking about? That's inconsistent. And I watched that happen my whole Christian life. Here's Christian parents. You cannot listen to that secular music. That's ungodly. It's got cuss words. How dare you? Now, go in there, be quiet, sit at home. We're going to the movies. (laughs) Okay, what movie are you going to see? Oh, I think that has a cuss word or two. Or three, and even if it doesn't have a cuss word, it's secular. And even and even if it doesn't have a cuss word, and even if you think everything about it is wonderful, the f- overall philosophy of it is clearly against Christian thinking. So why are you going to watch it? Well, because, 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 because you do whatever you want to do and you think you can tell me what I can and cannot do because Christians love to tell other people what they can and cannot do, don't we? Yeah, we do. So the first rule here is there's got to be consistency. There's just got to be some kind, like if you're going to condemn secular music, you've got to condemn secular television, secular movies, Secular novels. 
That's insanity. And if you're going to say, well, you can listen to secular music as long as it doesn't have any foul language. Well, then you can't watch any movie or TV shows that has foul language. It's like, I don't, it's not even complicated. It's not even complicated. I wish that there was as much pressure. I, I, I wish there was consistency. All I ever watched was it was parents yelling at their kids. You can't listen to that. You can't listen to that. And I'm like, but you can watch that. You're inconsistent to your own kids. Just because you don't like the music because you're like, back in my day, music was different. Nobody cares about what music was doing back in your day. It's whatever time it is now. Don't judge the music based off your old person, personal preferences. That's not the way it does. That's not the way it's done. You don't like it tough. It's not about you. What it is, is what's the rule you're giving to your kids? So first of all, there's just got to be some level of consistency, some level of consistency. Because I've just watched it so many times. I'll, I'll, I'll just give you some examples. In one of the church I lived in, in Nebraska, I was, if I was going to be in the Bible Institute, not only could I not listen to secular music, that was absolutely forbidden. I couldn't even listen to what was considered contemporary Christian music. That was forbidden because it had evil. It had the same evil beat that was in the beat of the secular music. And that beat is evil and will make, I guess, demons jump around in your brain and who knows why. You couldn't do it. Right. So this is absolutely insane. So I couldn't I couldn't do anything. Right. I couldn't listen to secular music. I couldn't listen to contemporary Christian music. I wasn't allowed to do anything. But guess what? The pastor was allowed to do and his family because we were I would be over at his house sometimes on a Friday or Saturday evening. They'd have a stack of movies. They rented from Blockbuster Video 1990s. You get the idea. Right. Stacks of them. Beverly Hills Cop. You just name it. Just stacks and stacks and stacks. And. We realized one night they were watching the movie, I think it was JFK, Oliver Stone. And one of my friends who was like start, starting to have trouble. I, in fact, I was at work, actually. My friend was over there and uh, he called me at work. I was working at the hospital uh, overnight shift. Yeah, this is how this went down. And he called me. He's like, wait, they're watching JFK. We can't listen to any music because it was in the Bible Institute with me, but they can watch JFK. I'm like, I don't get it either. And he's like, so what do you know about JFK? I'm like, I don't know a lot. I mean, all the conspiracies about the assassination of Kennedy, uh, Oliver Stone. I'm assuming it's going to have, you know, who knows how many F-bombs are going to be in it. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go rent it. So he said, I'm going to go rent it. So he rent, he took a notebook. He rented the movie and wrote down every cuss word, every cuss word in the notebook, every single cuss word. And it was like, I think over 160, 170 and then he was he tried to have this confrontation going, wait a minute. We can't listen to music, but you can watch that. Basically, we're told it's not the same thing. Doesn't count. And well, never, never, never any any explanation or any justification. I remember getting into the car one New Year's Eve. We're having a New Year's Eve service. I had to pick up the pastor's son. He gets in the car and he's furious. He's mad. My dad's a stinking hypocrite. What? He found my like Rocky Three soundtrack, you know, with Eye of the Tiger. I know some really scandalous stuff. He had it hidden. He bought the Rocky soundtrack, scandalous. And he found, and his dad smashed it and broke it, said he could not listen to it. Now, here's what's bizarre he could own the Rocky Three movie on a VHS tape, but he could not own the cassette tape or the CD of the Rocky soundtrack. Can someone explain that madness to me? So the first thing is whatever views you have about secular music, just do this. Be consistent. If your view is, well, you can listen to secular music, but it can't have bad words, then you can't be watching a movie. Well, you can't have a, you can't have, you can't be watching, you know, listening to secular music that has lyrics about sex and you watch a movie that clearly demonstrates, even if it's not explicit, clearly demonstrates that two people engaged in an extramarital affair, premarital sex. You, you gotta be consistent. There's gotta be consistency in it. There's just gotta be good old fashioned consistency. And I, and I, I'll never understand why Christianity has had so many problems with this, but they've just had hard time being consistent. It's like music was put in some weird category that for some reason the television wasn't placed in. And anytime I've ever confronted this, guess who gets mad at me? 
It's always Christian parents who get ticked off at me because they get called out for their hypocrisy. And then their kids are like, well, did you hear what pastor said? I don't care what he said. You're not going to listen to that music in my house. Now let's go home and watch some TV. You can't listen to music, but you can sit here and watch whatever television show we're going to watch, okay? You can watch Breaking Bad, Yellowstone, whatever. I'm not saying that we'd watch those things, but you get the idea. It's sometimes just insane. So there's got to be consistency. Does that make sense? There's got to be consistency. I I don't, is that even, is that even controversial? I, I don't, I don't, how is that even controversial? So there's number one. Number two, I'm just going to throw this out there. It's not, I don't think this is for everyone, but just avoid insanity. Okay. Because the Christian world has acted absolutely insane over music. They've called for music to be, you talk about cancel culture. Christianity perfected cancel culture. They wanted albums banned. They wanted concerts canceled. That's Two Live Crew was arrested in what, 1990? They were arrested because of profane profanity in their lyrics and Christians celebrated it. Christians wanted people silenced. They wanted albums banned. They wanted songs removed from the radio. They wanted videos banned from uh, MTV. They wanted MTV removed from cable systems. Christians were the cancel culture, you know, OGs. They were the original people trying to get everything banned. It was insane. Now when, when cancel culture is used against Christians, we're like, you're persecuting us. Man, Christians perfected the nonsense. Okay, stop with the insanity. Oh, let me give you an example. So I'm a teenager. I'm saved. Member of First Baptist Church, Tuscola, Texas, not far from where I'm currently sitting. My family life was a total train wreck, disaster. Okay, just chaos ensued. I won't go through everything that happened, just chaos. And at some point, the church allows me to move into the parsonage, which is located right next to the church building, right next to the building. It, they had like two parsonages. This is like the old one. It was kind of an old, broken down, but they, I could move into it. Okay, great. I was very grateful, very thankful. And when I moved in, I was not set down with any rules. I was not giving in, I was not given any guidance at all. Just basically move in. All right, great. Praise God. That's great. Thank you very much. I'm very appreciative. I won't take care of the house and make sure, you know, try to do everything the right kind. Right. I'm not saying I handled everything correctly. I was a teenager, but you get the idea. I was grateful. Now, I'd gotten very tired of all the hypocrisy and inconsistency with Christians and music. So I'd gone back to my secular music. I'm like, these people are insane. I hate to say it. I was basically, these people are stupid, right? If they can watch whatever they want, I can listen to whatever I want. Okay, that, that was my attitude. So I'm in the, the parsonage. And we've already had a, a few issues because I, even though I was living in the parsonage, the pastor and his wife at times would just show up to come check on me and they would just walk in. And it was kind of, I was getting ready to have to have a discussion with him. Like, hey, could you knock? Because, you know, what if I'm getting out of the shower? I mean, like, it's just some kind of privacy. I mean, I know it's the parsonage. Like, it was just really weird. But okay, so we were going to have that discussion anyway. But all right, so. It's a, like a Friday night, boom, I'm listening to music, okay? I think my brother was with me. I can't remember. There may be someone else with me. Well, listen, and I'm listening to that very controversial, very demonic album, Four by Foreigner. Ooh, that's, a, that's such a crazy, controversial album. Okay, I'm, I'm being very facetious. I'm not saying everything is on it's perfect, but I mean, give me a break. I've seen television shows that go far more, have far more problems than four by Foreigner. Okay, so um, I'm listening to it. And we're like in the middle of a song. Now, I always have, you know, as much as the decent stereo equipment that I could always afford. So I had a pretty good one. And um, we're in the middle of a song and I think I hear... I think I'm hearing like some pounding, but I'm like, what is that? Well, the song, you know, the song ends, you know, and before it goes into the next song and you can, I can definitely hear it. I'm like, what's going on? So I walk out of the bedroom of the parsonage, walk into the living room. And right when I get ready to get to the door, the, wind, the glass of the front door comes crashing in. The pastor's wife, instead of, now she's walked in on any other day, but she's not walking in on this case, right? Because she wants to prove a point that the music was so loud that, you know, I couldn't even hear the door being knocked. Obviously, now it's going to prove a point. But she smashes the glass out of the door. 
It comes flying out at me. The door comes flying open. She runs in, literally grabs me by the ear, pulls me out of the parsonage and says, I cannot have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because I'm listening to that kind of music. So now you can't be saved if you listen to secular music. Oh, now, now, now we've gone from the gospel of grace to I, some kind of absolute crazed insanity. So now my salvation is dependent on the kind of music I listen to. And I've seen Christian parents act insane over music. It's like they will destroy their relationship with their child over stinking music. I mean, I love music, but is it worth destroying relationships over because you don't like their music? And, you, and then you want to bring your religion and cram it down their throats and basically condemn them to hell because they're listening to some music you don't like when you're watching a television show that is equally as obscene or indecent or wrong as they're listening to. That kind of stuff needs to stop. I hope it's never ha- it doesn't happen anymore, but I'm, I'm fearful that it probably does. So we've got to get consistency. And we got to stop the insanity. All right, stop the in- inconsistency. We need we we got to stop the in- inconsistency. We need consistency. We got to stop the insanity. Christians just saying like misinterpreting lyrics. Just I've seen heard and seen so many crazy things when it comes to music. So many crazy things. All right, just just absolute craziness, right? And then literally like. Basically telling young people, if they listen to this music, they're not saved. It's like you're making salvation now based off the music you listen to. It's like you got to be saved and then you got to do A, B, C, D, and or you're not saved. And which becomes all works. But here is a big one. And I'm going to really end with this. There's more I could say on this subject. Here's what I'm going to say. When it comes to all kinds of art, not just music, movies, television shows, and books, Christianity has horribly failed to actually prepare people in how to engage art. All they do is create lists of what you supposedly can or cannot engage in based off some person's artificial, just relative decision that you can or can't listen to it or can't watch it. That is of no value to anyone. If, If you teach your young people, okay, you can't watch that, you can't, like, That list is only good for 15 minutes. You do realize that. You can't watch that TV show. You can't listen to that music. That list is only good for 15 minutes because 15 minutes later, there's going to be a new television show, a new album, new this, new that. You you don't need to give people some kind of arbitrary list on what they can and cannot engage in. You need to teach them how to engage, how to analyze, and how to deal and handle with what they see and what they hear. There's very little, actually, this is how adults do. I don't like that. You're not watching it. You don't listen to it. I don't like it. You're not listening to it. That, whoa, what a, what a brilliant parenting scheme. How about you do this? What are you listening to? Well, let's talk about it. Let's listen to it together. Let's listen to it together. Now, you can sit there and go, well, back in my day, I don't like this. I can't even understand what they're saying. Sound like you're 140 years old and it just, no, how about, let's understand it. So why do you like it? What do you think about the song? Let's talk about the song. Have them actually learn how to analyze the lyrics. Not so that they can condemn it, but so that they can understand this is what the artist is trying to say. Like there seems to be no understanding in how to engage actual art within the minds of many Christians. What, what is that song saying? Why are they saying that? Now, please note, songwriters, this, I know this is like all brand new information to some Christians. Some songwriters will write a song that expresses their own personal experience or their own personal feelings. Some songwriters will basically create a character and write a story. So what you're not listening to something that they may be promoting. It may not, it just may be that they are promoting, they're just telling a story of what happened. You may not agree with how the character in the story handled themselves or what they had to say about the situation, but you've got to understand songwriters are approaching the content from all kinds of different perspectives. So what I tend to do is like, okay, I don't know if this is the, the songwriter writing about their own feelings or, or they created a character, but what are they saying? And I will analyze the lyrics. Okay. Well, 
All right, they seem to be saying this. Now, is that a Christian idea or not a Christian idea? It may be, it may not be an idea. It may be a Christian idea, it may be opposed to a Christian idea. The key is to engage it and realize that you're not bound to, you're not bound to go along with the idea. You're hearing, just like when I read the Bible. I read the Bible and there are things in the Bible where you're like, whoa, the men and the book of Judges did what to that woman? They did what? I, I won't even go into it, but I think that's horrific. And they, they, they did what to the body? What? There's some horrific things that happen in the Bible. Not everything there is like, hey, you're supposed to do this. No, it's telling you what happened. It's giving you the story. It's giving you the narrative. It's giving you the historical effects. Well, when you listen to anything, you're just engaging. What are they talking about? It, it, it's just getting you the, the, developing the ability to process and analyze the lyrics and interpret the lyrics, interpret the meaning of the song. And then realize that maybe you will agree with it. Maybe you will disagree with it. And if you take every thought captive and determine whether you should agree or disagree with the worldview, then it just becomes a song that you may love the music but disagree with the message or whatever the case may be. The key is learning how to engage it. Same thing with movies. Christian parents will watch a movie and you'll say, and I, I love to analyze movies. I've done entire discussions about film analysis, how to analyze movies, based off, you know, different things to look for, how to interpret the opening scene of a scene of a movie, which typically the opening scene gives away. The, I could go on and on and on about in, how to interpret art. Many Christian parents don't ever do that. Like, they'll talk about a movie. I'm like, oh, okay. So what do you think the message of that movie was? And they'll look at me like, I don't know, had a cool explosion and I like that actor. Well, you didn't even bother to try to figure out what the movie, do you realize that the, that the writers of the movie, there was a message in it? <laughs> you realize that, right? Maybe you should like take every thought captive and figure that out. It's like there's no actually instruction and in how to deal with it. It's just like it's either bad or good. It had a cuss word, it's bad, it didn't, it's good. It's like, no, there's a message here. What is its philosophy? What's its message? Let's talk about it. It was a common thing in my family. If me and the kid, any movie we watch, we'd stop and let's talk about it. Let's analyze it. So what do you think about the character? What do you think they're doing here? What do you think about this? What do you think about that plot twist? Do, how do you think of the character developments coming along? What do you think the overall philosophy is? What do you think the message is? And we would talk and talk and talk and talk about it. Sometimes it'd take us forever to watch a movie, but we always discussed it because I wanted them like, whatever they go listen to, whatever they go watch, I want them to be able to have the ability to process it analyze it and determine if the message is something that they agree with or disagree with, something that they should or shouldn't disagree with. But there seems to be no like just music bad. How about let's talk about it? I mean, we we could we could look up the lyrics of any see I think I can't remember. Oh no, the number one song right now is an Adele song. I can almost guarantee. Well, like we could pull up the Adele song uh, the the num number one song, I think it's by, is it easy on me? It may be easy. I can't remember. Um, it's an, it has to be an Adele. It has to be. I haven't looked at the billboard chart, but I'm almost positive it's Adele. So, um, we could look at, we could look at the new, uh, the not, not new anymore. Cause the album's been out for a while, but the, the number one song right now in the country, and we could just go through the lyrics and talk about it. What is she saying? What is she not saying? Now, some Christians are like, did she say a bad word? Oh, that's it. That day. That's it. The end. Well, yeah, but your television show said a bad word. Okay, let's, you got to analyze it, process it. What is it saying? I don't know why Christians are like, the, just no, bad, stay away from it. Well, okay, well then if you take that mentality, you're going to, then, then just be consistent. Just be consistent. Stay away from everything, not Christian. Stay away from everything secular. But be consistent, stop the insanity and go beyond just that bad, that good Think about, analyze, discuss. I, I, I just, it just doesn't make any sense to me how many Christians handle art. It's like they have, the, they completely lack the ability to like, so, okay, you read a novel? Okay, let's process the novel. What was the writer trying to say in it? What did you think about the plot development? Do you think it made sense? Was there a logical inconsistency? What, 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 what was the, what were they trying to do? Like there are plenty of shows that I watch where it's it's very subtle, but there, there are many cases the action the the well we could break it all down, but just we'll say this that some of the characters are the ones you're really kind of supposed to be rooting for or cheering for are actually engaged in some pretty underhanded, messed up 
actions. So you got to catch yourself and go, wait a minute. They, they want me to cheer for this person, but this person really is immoral, messed up in what they're doing. So how do I process this? They're trying to get, they're, they're using music and, and emotions to get me to almost go along with this, but, but shouldn't the actions of this individual be condemned? At least process it in your mind and, and, and analyze it. And there seems to be very little of that in the Christian world. So I'll, I just think we've got to have a, a better ability to analyze what we listen to and what we watch before, before we even, I mean, it's just about understanding it. Here's my view. And you can agree or disagree. I don't think we should condemn people watching any secular movies or secular music. The thing is, how does that, how does the movies, how does the music impact your thinking? If it's impacting your thinking or impacting you in a negative way spiritually, then don't, don't make decisions for other people. Make the decision for yourself and you don't watch it. You don't listen to it, but don't imply that as a rule to everyone else. If you can honestly say that it's impacting you negatively spiritually, then okay. Now, typically what's negatively impacting you spiritually is what's inside of you, not what's going into you. It's not what's going into the ear. It's what's already inside your brain and in your heart, which is sin and depravity. But if you feel that it's going to cause you a problem, then by all means, don't do it. But don't impose that on everyone else. My thinking is this. If I watch a movie... And in that story, there's going to be lying, murder, deceit, whatever the case may be. I'm not, I'm, I'm not following that and how to act. I'm watching a story. It's like when I read the Bible, I, when I read about David's adultery, I'm not, I'm not going to go commit the adultery. I'm reading about the adultery. Does that make sense? So in other words, when I listen or hear something, I'm not saying those words. I'm not doing those things. I'm hearing what someone is talking about. Now, obviously, you could get into a discussion. Well, I'm singing. Some would say, well, music, you're singing the words. Well, yeah, if you're singing the words, okay, how does that work about no corrupt communication proceeding out of your mouth? Okay, how does that work? If you're not singing the words, some people say, well, you're saying them in your head. Well, you're saying the words in your head when you listen and watch a television show. They're going into your brain. So are you guilty of what you hear? Are you guilty of what you say? I think you're guilty of what you say, not guilty of what you watch or you're not guilty of their sin. You're watching their, their story play out, which involves sin or, your, or their song and their feelings where they express it in whatever words that they may use. But, but all I'm saying is whatever decision you come to, you've got to be consistent though. You can't, you can't condemn bad words in one art form and justify them in another art form. That doesn't work that way. You can't be insane about it. And maybe it's, we should spend more time just analyzing what we're watching, thinking about it. Now, there's some things that are, would be obvious, right? Now, this usually goes for men. I can't speak for women. But if a man's watching something and it begins to create lust, well, now, now you're into a biblical, okay, wait a minute. The Bible does condemn lust, looking at a woman. Okay, now that gets into a whole, but see, that's an individual thing. I can't say what, what causes one person trouble versus another person. I can't do that. I think we spend so much time worrying about what we watch and what we listen to because that's easy to make us feel morally superior. I don't listen to that and I don't watch that. Look, I'm morally superior. I and mean, typically our problems spiritually are much deeper than that. There are a lot of people who don't watch, don't listen to wrong music and don't watch bad television shows. And they got so many spiritual problems. They're gossip, slander, unloving, condescending, jerks, arrogant. They don't have that. They, 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 they seem to have the opposite of the fruits of the spirit. They don't have any love. They don't have any joy. They don't have any peace. They're just bitter, hateful, condescending, arrogant, destroy anybody. There's nothing godly about them. But hey, they don't watch bad television shows or listen to bad music. I think we, we love to reduce uh, right, righteousness to these very surface level things that we can put on our list so that we can act like they were the Pharisees. There you go. I still listen to, it's Thursday night. You know what I'll probably be doing at 11 o'clock tonight? I'll probably be standing in front of my stereo system with headphones on ready for all the new albums to drop and I will start listening to them. 
Are there some albums that I'll listen to and go, man, I just can't listen to that anymore. Just, there's some. There was a, there's an album right now. It's number one on Apple Music. The critics are, are, are tearing it apart. But lyrically, I just can't do it. It's just, no, it's just too much. I just, I can't. I just, I just think the lyrics are just too over-the-top explicit, and I can't do it. So I, that's my own personal decision. It's just I don't I don't find any anything good in it. Now there are other albums I listen to that may have an ex, an expletive here or an expletive there, and I don't make it the world's biggest deal. I, I don't I don't I, I may not I may prefer that it wouldn't be there, but then I got to think, wait a minute, I'm going to sit down and watch a television show or a movie, and I guarantee you it's going to have the same. So I got to be consistent. Now some Christians take the view: no television, no music, and that's fine. I, I applaud you. If you don't want to do anything for entertainment value, you don't want to read any secular novels, no secular music, no secular television, and all you're going to do is listen to sermons and listen to hymns and pray, praise God. I'm not going to condemn you for that. Just don't necessarily go around then making that your badge of honor and you condemn everyone else who doesn't follow your rules. All right. Probably more I could say. That podcast did not answer the question at all. I'm going to answer that. I don't think it's wrong for a Christian to listen to secular music. I don't think it's wrong for a Christian to watch a secular movie or secular television. Where I think it's wrong is where you just watch it and turn off your brain. And you're not taking every thought captive and you're not analyzing what it's saying. You're not analyzing its message. You're not analyzing its worldview. You're not thinking, well, is this, should I think this way? Should I think this way? I mean, there's Disney movies that may be wonderful, no cuss words, no nothing, but they're basically telling you to follow your heart. Well, I'm telling you that's not Christian, okay? Follow your heart is not a Christian idea because your heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. So no, all right? So that, that it doesn't have any bad words. And then there's some shows that may have some questionable content, but they, actually the worldview may actually have some very profound insight into some, certain things. I just think that that's where we fail more than anything. So we just turn on, turn on entertainment and turn off our brains. And then that can impact our thinking, which we don't want to do that. We want our think, we take every thought captive, consider what's being said. Enjoy it, but enjoy the analyzing of it as well so that you can figure out exactly what's being said and what the message is. If you don't know what the message is of what you just watched or the message of the song you just listened to, that to me... It's troubling because you're just allowing things to go into you that you're not even processing. And how, how, do, how do you know how it's not impacting the way you think? Grab it, analyze it, enjoy it, and move on. Making consistent judgments, not acting insane. There you go. All right. and, I, and I will argue that in some cases, Christian music, and it's messed up theology is more dangerous than some secular music. But that's a whole different conversation. All right. You can email me your disagree. Well, I mean, if you want to disagree, fine. I mean, I don't, I don't you know, we, we can go around and round and round. I don't think we're going to get anywhere, but that's fine. If you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. That's fine with you. That you, you just make your decisions. Just be consistent. Don't be insane. And analyze whatever you do engage in. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'm going to stop right there and head home for the evening. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. God bless.